Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hey, Santa, you could win in APCO's Cash for Chrissy competition. That's right, APCO Joe. There's 1K to brighten your day. And 1K to give away to a mate for Christmas. APCO's Cash for Chrissy, on now at APCO. <laughs> Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. Yeah, it sure is, and it's great to have you along for the ride with us on this uh, this Wednesday night. Sats and Badge and uh, uh, Rookie's with us as well. How are you, Rook? Very well, mate. Yourself? Good. And uh, and Scotty Sattler, we've got some good guests tonight, and you've, uh, you've lined up one of the all-time greats. Um, we uh, well, we actually, toured with him twice, didn't you? Yeah, we actually spoke to him uh, last night. Uh, late Greg Alexander, because he's a very busy man. But, um, yeah, Greg Alexander's going to join us. Uh, Travis Main from uh, the Courier-Mail uh, to talk in depth about the um, the Payne Haas and Albert Kelly. It surprised me, situation. the Payne Haas one. I mean, yeah, it did. from the outside in, Badge and, and listeners and, and Rook, it, it seems as though that Payne Haas didn't do a lot in a sense of uh, he looked like he was retaliating to, to Albert Kelly's advances, but... I'm thinking that the Broncos and more importantly the NRL probably know more than what we do. He's, act, you know, I, I see that he's apologised and said, um, "Look, it, vi- violence was never the answer." He said, "You know, I, he he took exception to whatever Albert did. It was just a bit of a prank." Mm. But um, he said that wasn't right, and he apologised the next day. And he's just he's copped his medicine, so yep. they're going to be without him uh, for a game. More of that from Travis Mayne, Peter Hooley, to discuss uh, the National Basketball League and hotting uh, up. Everything's going there, heading, getting pretty close to the point. Yeah, it end, is a couple of weeks, aren't we? And um, yeah, a bit more to discuss uh, the, the the big deals of the Clearies um, at Penrith, um, as well as uh, Anthony Milford's contract or attempt to get a contract to get himself back playing this year. He's starting from square one again, isn't he? Yeah, kind yeah. of. He is. Well, I wonder how he, fitness wise, if he is, as well as just trying to get himself a. Um, Josh trying to get himself a deal. So plenty to discuss uh, on tonight's show. Hang around. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. And don't forget Queensland's Premier Rugby League competition, the Host Plus Cup, is back bigger and better than ever in 2022. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, Badge and Sats uh, here with you. Lots to get through. Going to talk to you in uh, just a tick about uh, Wayne Bennett's comments on Anthony Milford's contract saga, Scotty Sattler. We're doing it for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand. But before that, gee, your old club, uh, the Panthers, is in good nick, isn't it? When, and, and the re-signing officially today of um, the coach and, uh, and the star player, father and son. 24 years of age only, Nathan and still achieved so much in the game and still so much to do in the game as well. And he's been outstanding the last couple of years. And, and his father, who uh, many questioned when he was at Panthers originally, and then Gus Gould said, I'm going to let him go because he looks tired. Oh, and then he went to the West God. Tigers and, and came back to Penrith. And 
He must, tired because he's a coach. He, yeah, exactly. How do you sleep sometimes? He must be a good coach. You know, to take the Warriors <laughs> through to a grand final in yeah. 2011, beaten by Manly, it says that you do something okay. Now, coming back to Penrith for his second stint, he's done a tremendous job at nursery, uh, that nursery of young players at, at really um, massaging those young players in the first grade all, all at once. And they've got a great connection. And the father and son combination, of course, it's not the first father and son of Martin Lang and John Lang were back in the early 2000s. And, um, at the Panthers as at well. At Panthers, yeah. yeah. So, Premiership. Yeah, a $5.5 million deal over five years for both Nathan and Ivan. Nathan reports are around $1.1 million no, per season. No, that's that's just Nathan's. That's 5.5 for five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So And Ivan. He's a million dollars a season. a million bucks. Yeah. So, someone suggested to us last night that what if they gave more to Ivan and less to Nathan, and, you know, they could just do an in-house little bit of a deal. Of course, the coach's salary the, doesn't come off the salary cap. Yeah, that's all right. Yeah. That's what? right. But, it's pretty smart, uh, actually. I think the uh, NRL would be quite happy to accept that he's on $1.1 million a season. I reckon that's his worth value. It? Yeah, yeah, absolutely worth yeah. it. Um, star player. So so good on him. Now, Wayne Bennett says he can't believe that the NRL mightn't register Anthony Milford's contract um, after he was cleared of these assault charges. Is there something we didn't we don't know about here with Anthony Milford's Well, the NRL firstly want to have a look at deal. the integrity unit, want to have a look at the CCTV footage that um, is available and it will be available to them if they go through the right avenues to get it. Uh, and what they want to, what I'm hearing is what they want to hear is, is what they want to try and see is whether Anthony Milford at any stage uh, is threatening towards anyone that's around the immediate vicinity. Now we know the assault charges have been dropped. He still have a has a um, a charge, which is around sort of like a willful damage. He broke a window to a car. He's, oh, he threw a, a he picked up a bin yeah, or something through it. It was, it was frustrated. Sounds to me like he was very frustrated at the time. He's got to pay a couple of thousand dollars for the for the um, the repairs to the car and also a, a good behaviour bond as well. So. Um, in saying that, the CCTV footage, they want to see, even though the charges have been dropped, they will still want to see whether his behaviour is threatening to anyone in and around that immediate area, um, so, who is in that immediate area, whether it's male, female, and and whether his actions would be deemed inappropriate by the NRL, not by the police, yep. by the NRL, who are you know, self-policing in a sense this way. So we, we've got no real gauge on whether he's going to be back playing sooner rather than later. Or uh, yeah, if this, at all, it's interesting, Badge, because you, you see some of the journos saying, we can confirm that Anthony Milford will not run out this week for an NRL team. Well, of course. If he, if he was ever going to sign <laughs> for an NRL team, he would be six weeks. Well, he'd be a few weeks minimum. away. Minimum. Imagine how fit he is. Well, I saw a photo of him. It looks like he hasn't been running too much. No. And from all reports, he's been training. We're going to talk to Travis Main a little bit later on. He might know a little bit more. But, um, yeah, it, he's never been famous for his training ethic. Yeah, and while true. he's not under the umbrella of a, an NRL club, I couldn't see him playing NRL in the next month, yeah. put it that way. Well, I want to talk to you before we, uh, before we get to the sports update quickly about Luke Brooks moving to number six. Uh, I wonder what effect that'll have. He's always been a, a halfback. He's at number six, basically, and they put yeah. Jackson Hastings there. They're they're clutching at straws, trying to find a way here. Michael Maguire and Co. to get this team winning and playing much better footy, and perhaps it is to put Jackson Hastings in charge. I wonder what it'll do to Luke Luke Brooks' confidence, or perhaps it'll it'll unleash him his running game that well, we know he's got. It, I think it could be the change in the game that he needs because for 170, nearly 180 games, NRL games now. Coaches have been sitting back and waiting for Luke Brooks to take the game by the scruff of the neck and own it. And 
if after 180 games, you've got a halfback that hasn't got the ability to do that. And that's not a, a slight on Luke Brooks. It's just some players can and some players can't. Mm. Maybe going to number six and having a little bit more width and not have to worry about what's going on early on in the tackle yeah. count. And Jackson Hastings for yeah, all only have counts. to worry about kicking if, Jack, if yeah. Jackson Hastings gets caught around the play, the ball on the on Well, the he embraces that role. Yeah. So it could be the best thing. Yeah, I, mean, I know talking to one of our colleagues – uh, Joel Kane, he's always he has said for the last two or three years that that he believes that Luke Brooks has always been a six, but there's been no one else to play there. So there you go. be interesting. Very interesting. Radio uh, Polaris has shiploads of vehicles arriving every month. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. Sports day, sports update. Did you get your rolled sets? Did you get your um, your, your uh, Vietnamese? Rolled absolutely. Beautiful. I do it every Thursday Fresh. night. Badges, you know, before we call in our real nation, the games on Thursday. Yes. I always have my three lemongrass and chicken um, Vietnamese rolls. Okay, I was, I was what? Wednesday. No, it's Thursday. A mm. uh, um now uh, seven-time world surf champ Steph Gilmore says uh, she was a bit nervous because uh, one of her idols, in fact, a friend of hers, Ash Barty, retired tennis great, turned up. Uh, no, she didn't go surfing with him at Bell's in the, uh, the Bells Classic that's on at the moment. But she, uh, she turned up to have a bit of a squiz. I think, I think she, the way she was talking was that Ash was saying that Steph's her surf coach too. So Oh, really? Yeah, very good. Would be a little bit intimidating, wouldn't it? the only person I know that could afford her. She's only a tiny little thing, Ash Barty, but yeah, great athlete. just intimidating by her in their presence. I'd so. love to see her surfing and falling off and not being able to paddle out and – just, just know be, that I could do something. Kook? I could do something just better gumby. than Ash Barty because yeah, there would exactly. be nothing else. Mm. <laughs> um, and did you catch the Matildas? Uh, they 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 crushed the well. They, yeah, they, saw the highlights late. They last beat the night. Kiwis again. Yep, I think they beat them last last or oh, weekend as well. Yep. Uh, Sam Kerr surprised. Outstanding. Uh, yep. Scored uh, scored twice and they beat New Zealand three one in uh, in Canberra last night. Egmont over the top. Kerr has sprung the defence. Sam Kerr. Has a double. Simple as that for the Matildas. It's 3-0 in Canberra. And Sam Kerr is smiling. Two goals for her. She makes it look easy. Good crowd too. Yes. Yeah. Good stuff. Eat good and feel good with rolled. It's fast, fresh Vietnamese. Order on the app today. We'll get to a break. When we come back, Travis Main from News Corp will join us. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, Drive Car of the Year. The man with his finger on the pulse and everything, uh, NRL, is Travis Main from the Courier-Mail. Trav, how are you, mate? What's the latest? Yeah, good, boys. Good to be back here. Um, yeah, plenty of news happening today up on uh, this side of the tweed. Obviously, Payne Haas and Albert Kelly have copped uh, one-game bans from the NRL. Payne got a $10,000 fine, Albert a $5,000 fine as well. Uh, doesn't really, sort of the ban doesn't mean much to Albert at the moment because he's injured for the next four months anyway. But Payne will miss Friday night's big game against the Panthers in Penrith. So if that clash wasn't already looking pretty tough for Brisbane, it's just got a whole lot harder. Have they justified exactly why these they, they copped these bans? Because it's, you know, the, the opinion, is evol- opinion is divided around how bad or how serious that little scuffle was. And we've heard, you know, it was it was pretty frivolous from my point of view. Um, is there much of an explanation yeah. around it? Yeah, well, the NRL's essentially said, look, the footage 
those that's sort of been our highest rating Broncos story of the year to put into contest. Like that, it is a black eye for the game in a way. Like I agree, it's not the crime of the century. It's not the worst thing you've ever seen. But I think the thing that worked against Payne with this is it's essentially his third problem with the NRL's integrity unit in about three mm-hmm. years. So, so the NRL said that in their statement. They said they took into account his history. So he, he now totals eight games worth of bans and eighty thousand dollars in fines from the NRL for off-field incidents. So. Look, I think if this was in isolation, it was his first strike. I don't think he would have been banned. I don't don't think he would have been fined. Maybe might have escaped with a warning. I think um, the Broncos think Albert was more to blame with this on the night and that Payne sort of got caught up in it, so he might have faced a little bit more. But uh, essentially, Payne's history is starting to really cost him and he's going to miss a big game because of it. What don't we know, Travis? Because the intel that, that we've been hearing is that Payne was not intoxicated. Albert Kelly was. Albert Kelly was the one that instigated the, you know, at first started out what was going to be a joke and, and Payne has retaliated. What don't we know that Payne has, and take history out of it, because it seems as though that he was antagonised and he receives a larger fine. Yeah, well, I think the, the fines are generally indicative of their salaries as well. So let's not forget Payne Haas has paid about six times more than Albert Kelly. So that's usually taken into account because they, they think it's not fair to fine mm. someone on 150000 the same as someone on 750000 So, look, I think that's where the fine uh, discrepancy comes from. But essentially, they're, they're not happy with Payne being physical with Albert, whether it, he had to or had not didn't have to be we don't really know only the people that were there on the night would know exactly what happened which we can't see so look uh, I think as I said if Payne hadn't had history I don't think he would have been suspended for this weekend it's as simple as that and it's it's a real sort of show from the NRL that they're a bit sick of his behaviour in a way even though this isn't the worst thing ever happened it's still headlines it's still front page news it's all over the internet they just don't want to see players being violent um, for, for any sure. sort of reason. Do you know if he cooperated with the integrity unit this time? He refused to talk to him. <laughs> last time I think around. he did. Yeah, 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 I think he did. And look, he's put out a statement today saying he's he's apologised for it. He's still working on being better himself. Albert's the same. Um, you know, look, they're just words on a piece of paper. But I, I genuinely think that Payne's been trying pretty hard since he had that really poor incident with the police in New South Wales, um, mm. sort of about. 16, 18 months ago. Like, he's been, from then on, from what we know, he's been pretty good. And if that video never emerges of this, it's never known about. They rang and kissed each other the next day and made up about it. Um, and we never know anything about it. So, in a way, they're, they're a little bit unfortunate that it came to light. With the Brisbane Broncos, Trev, were they aware of it not long after the, the incident or at the time, or was it weeks after that they found out about it? And were the NRL not happy with the way the Broncos handled the situation? Oh, look, the people that I've spoken to, like I asked Kevin Walters if he knew about it and he said he didn't, so I can only take him on his word. Um, look, I, I, I don't imagine that the powers up high would have really known about it because mm. um, it wasn't much. Like, you guys are ex-players. I'm sure you've seen way worse than that among your teammates um, in the past. Like, it, it really wasn't much um, in isolation. It happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Most people were probably in bed and they might have heard some whispers the other day, like, oh, how about Payne and Albie having a go at each other? But... Without the footage, it's sort of it's really nothing. Mm. Now let's let's move on to Anthony Milford. News yesterday that his um, charges against him for uh, for assault and and other charges have all been dropped. Um, is he likely to be allowed to play by the NRL um, sooner rather than later, Trav? I still think it'll be a little bit of time. Like he, he will get back in the game this year. I, I don't 
think that that'll be a problem. Um, it's just when that is sort of remains to be seen. So, yeah, Mil- Milford had a win in court yesterday, had three assault charges dropped. Um, he, he did plead guilty to one charge, I believe, with damaging a car with a wheelie bin or something like that. Uh, but the NRL, they're, they're still treading carefully with this. And there's a key element of it. It's the CCTV footage of the night. So while that's cleared Milford um, of the assault charges, the NRL, they've seen it and they believe it's not as complimentary as Milford's camp will have everyone believe. Um, they still think there is an issue there that needs to be addressed and whether they make him jump through some hoops, whether it's attend some sort of courses around, I don't know, anger management or alcohol or anything like that, I think we may see him go through some of those hoops before he's allowed back into the competition. And and any idea where? Has he got some, some suitors already? Or oh, he'll be, in, he'll be in Newcastle. At Newcastle, yeah, with, okay. Yeah, he'll be he'll be back at Newcastle. It's everyone sort of believes that's practically a done deal pending the registration by the NRL. Um, how long that takes? So he definitely he definitely won't be playing this weekend or next weekend or anything like that. I still think it'll be a number of weeks before we see him back in the competition. Have you seen him, Trav? Um, has he kept himself in shape? I haven't seen him personally, but I've been here and he's been training a little bit with the South Logan Magpies, the Host Plus Cup club. Um, you know, like Milford's never been regarded as the greatest trainer getting around. Um, so that's definitely probably going to be a bit of a challenge for him, staying yeah. in shape when he's been out of an NRL system for the best part of six months now, mm. six or seven months. So what sort of shape he returns in, who knows? Um, the people close to him say he's been training hard, so you can only believe what they say, I guess. Hope so. Uh, but you'd think, think it would still take him maybe a little bit. He's a class player, but you think it still may take him a little bit of time to get up to speed before he's rushed straight back into the competition. But he wasn't able to play any lower grades while this was going on. I don't think um, the QRL was too keen to get involved until he had the court case finalised. So that's why we haven't seen him running around in reserve grade. Right. Well, now, Trav, um, I'm... I've got something big coming up, and I'm looking for a publicity agent to help me out with this, so it could be a bit in it for you. Uh, an upcoming fight between uh, David Feeder and Scott Sattler, um, my very own co-host. Um, chances of it happening are, are pretty good at the moment. Sats, if you, you, I, I reckon Sats is going to be copping. Sats is going to be copying a filthy call from Des Hasler because he's poked the beast before this weekend's game against Manly. So. <laughs> Saf, do you want to, for all those people that didn't hear what you had to say about Fafita, can you just run run us through it again and I'll give you David's reaction. Well, I was asked by some of our colleagues, um, Pat Pat Welsh and, and Ian Healy on their show about uh, the Gold Coast Titans and, and David Fafita and my response was I'm was very disappointed with his game again on the weekend outside of the 50-metre try, which only very special athletes can do, mind you, but... I think he has been one of their most, I think the most ineffective, uh, one of the worst players for the Titans this year. And and In I terms of output? Just output. I mean, statistics don't tell you everything about a player's game. Uh, but in relation to the amount of output he's giving the side, I think it's really disappointing. And if he, if he doesn't quickly, quickly pull his finger out, I would be having a really tough conversation about if he starts on the bench. So... Uh, obviously, that was addressed today, Trav, I think, with the Gold Coast Titans and yourself. Yeah. Yeah, so David David was asked about that. Obviously, what you said made its way onto the internet and sort of then it all becomes a bit more real rather than words on the radio sometimes. And I think he really, I think David's reaction, I think he really values um, your thoughts on him, to be honest. So he was asked about it and his sort of demeanour changed immediately. You could tell that he was affected by it. And he essentially said, oh, look, you know, Scott's, a great player, but I'm going to prove him wrong. His words were, I'm going to prove him wrong. So uh, you, you, 
if David comes out and has the game of his life this weekend, I think the Titans should be coming and saying, thank you, Scott Sattler. You've done what we couldn't do, fired him up for the season because he's definitely been off his game. Like this time last year, he'd scored six tries. He was the most damaging player in the game. He couldn't be stopped. And this time this year, after five games, he scored one try, which took him 388-odd minutes or something like that on the weekend to actually get over the line. Trav, we better let you go. Um, Travis May of the Courier Mail, great chatting to you, mate. And thanks for those uh, the scoops on... Payne Haas and uh, Albert Kelly and a bit of info about Anthony Milford as well. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, boys. Good to be back. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. Yeah, welcome back. And the world of basketball in Australia, the NBL, is hotting up as the finals are approaching. And each and every week, we catch up with Peter Hooley, former NBL star and also ESPN commentator. Pete, how are you? Doing well, thanks for having me. No, well, you must be very excited, much like us, when it comes around September time, leading into the finals for the NRL and and the AFL. But uh, this weekend, two teams that have been lighting up the competition, the Kings up against uh, Illawarra Hawks. It's going to be huge. I mean, we've waited a long time for this game, and the Kings, they've won 12 in a row. But you look back on who they've played, and, I mean, they haven't played the Hawks for ages. Last time they played, they weren't at full strength. They haven't played Melbourne United for a long time. So this is a huge test for the Kings, and this has got a long way to deciding where how the ladder finishes up. Yeah, um, fair to say they're the, probably the two informed teams, and that one's on Thursday night. Uh, outside of that, um, Perth and, um, and Melbourne have got relatively easy games. Would that be fair to say? Yeah, they should take care of business, um, but we've seen teams stumble down the stretch and every game is crucial for, for positioning. So when there's a lot riding on a game, even though you're playing a, a lower team, you might get a little nervous. Things might get tense, might not go your way, but uh, you'd expect both Melbourne uh, and Perth to take care of business this weekend and, and really set up for what could be just a, a game or two. There's a game on the last Sunday of the regular season, 24th of April, which is the Kings versus Illawarra again, which could potentially wow. decide the second and third. So really, uh, I know that um, Sydney and Perth both have a game in hand, but there's really only a, 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 a game or two left each, and then we're into it, hey? Yeah, uh, it'll be exciting. I think last day of April or the last couple of days of April, we'll start the semi-final series, and depending which way that falls, it's going to be... Uh, an incredible matchup either way. So I think everybody's just counting down the days for that. Yeah, it's been an outstanding season. Watch every NBL game live on ESPN via KO and Foxtel or on the ESPN app. Peter Hurley, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. No worries. Thanks, guys. Right, I better get to a break. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Back soon with Greg Alexander. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage Drive Car of the Year. Yeah, welcome back, Badge and Sats. Thanks for staying with us. And uh, with big news uh, in the last 24 hours, of course, Latrell Mitchell ruled out for an extended period of time. At first, uh, first thoughts around eight weeks from that hamstring injury against the Dragons on the weekend, which puts him into question around his availability for Origin 1 in the first week of June. And we thought we'd go straight to one of our colleagues at SEN, Greg Brandy Alexander, Blues assistant coach. How are you, Brandy? Good chats. Good to chat, mate. Yeah, thanks for taking the time out to uh, to join us on, on the show. And, of course, all the news is around. Latrell, one of your key players for Origin, he made his way back into the Origin side of being in a bit of limbo there for a couple of years, and he worked hard to get himself back into a blue jersey. But this, this news over the last 24 hours, how much does this set back 
your uh, your preparations? Uh, nothing yet, Sats. We're, we're still two months away, so yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll see how he pulls up. But, you know, they're talking eight weeks, but uh, we can only wait and see. And, you know, if Latrell is able to get himself back on the field, well, it, you know, all the, uh, all the cause for concern um, will be unwarranted. So we'll, we'll just see. Look, if he... If he doesn't get back on the field before Origin, why not? That that will rule him out, and uh, we'll have to take it from there. Now, with the early diagnosis on the hamstring, will your medical staff do their own assessment, or will you just be in con- communication with the the Rabbitohs medical staff? Yeah, we'll, we'll be guided by what the Rabbitohs say. They'll, they'll be they'll be keen to get him back on the field as quickly as possible, and Travis. Sumer is the head of performance at South Sydney and you know, Travis has been involved at State of Origin level with us certainly since I joined Sats. He might have been there before um, you know, Freddie came on as coach. So Travis is, um, you know, Travis is not only a, a trainer, but he's a physio. And so he's, we'll, we'll be guided by what South Sydney are telling us. Hey, Brandy, it's Badge. Uh, I know that. Hey, Badge. Hey, oh, hey, mate. Good talking to you. Yeah, Good. You're not thinking about yeah, yeah. putting the jersey back on, are you? You're look, looking fit oh, enough. Well, <laughs> you serious? Yeah, yeah, people say that to me occasionally. I just, I do no, the same. No, thing. we don't. Yeah, good. Mm. Hey, um, yes, yes. Now, <laughs> I, know, I know you guys get together regularly. I'm sure you've had meetings or discussions about, um, you know, your your, your pre-origin camps and everything else. Is it fair to say yep. that there's likely to be very few changes to that side, given your, your dominance last year? Um, yeah, I, I, I would think if you know if if all players out of last year's side of fit, you know, they'd be just about, uh, you'd think that they'd be just about in the side. So, yeah, I, I, there wouldn't be many changes. That's bad. It'd be, it'd be injury and slash suspension or whatever other reason, COVID, that a player was forced out that was part of that that winning series last year. Um, you know, I don't think the side would change a whole lot. Mm. Certainly not the starting side. No, well, on that note, we get texts often about the New South Wales team, especially when a player shows some really good form, and we get more for Ryan Pappenhausen yep. than anyone else, mm. and, and people saying you've got to find a spot for him. Obviously, not at fullback when you've got Tedesco and Tom Travojevic and Latrell Mitchell there. Um, but yeah. well, do you reckon he could come into calculations for a bench spot? Look, um, he, he was part of the squad in 2020, and... Uh, and that was the series that we had following the grand final. Mm. And, and uh, Ryan did, uh, uh, injured a calf in that grand final. So he was unavailable for the first two origins that, in that series where we played sort of weekly, back to back to back. Uh, he then passed a fitness test coming into origin three. And we, we decided not to go with him. Um, you know, and in that game, uh, Teddy was knocked out pretty early in the piece and left the field and you know while it might have been nice to have Paps sitting on the sideline ready to go on and play fullback um you know the game mightn't have suited him you know because if we were going to use him otherwise and you know when he started at Melbourne he was coming off the bench and playing little little you know 10 minute bursts in the middle and and you know killing them there too because his speed just worried everyone and uh, but and we we spoke a, a fair bit to Paps about his role with Melbourne uh, during that time when he first came into the the Storm outfit and started coming off the bench. And he said, you know, even though he, he got used actively and um, 
he said, you know, defending, sometimes defending in the middle was pretty hard for him. Mm. Uh, he's a little body, but, you know, he's not a, he's not a big man. Um, you know, and, and looking back, you know, in, in that game where we could have picked him on the bench in that, in that game three, you know, the game mightn't have suited him. We were coming off our own line for, for a lot of it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know how effective Paps would be coming off, you know, our own, your own try line constantly, um, you know, for big minutes and, you know, getting battered sort of as you were bringing the ball back. So it, it, it's a difficult one. Uh, he's cert- his form is, you know, he deserves to play Origin with yeah. the sort of form that he's showing. But, you know... Having having Papen, having Ryan on the bench and you know but having the ability to be selective when to use him uh, doesn't always pan out that way in Origin. Origins, you know, it's a little bit different to first mm. grade. You, you blokes know that. Mm. Sure is. Now, Brandy, when you look at specialist sides of the field in positions like your back rows and your centres, you look at Latrell, who mainly plays on the left hand side. Do you specifically go for a, a potential replacement player that is well? Is just understands and recognises that side of the field. And I'll, I'll use for example like a like a, a Jack Whiten who prefers the left hand side and is is a really a bit of a favourite of yourself and Freddie's and Danny Badiris's. He's always done the job for New South Wales. When you talk about replacements, Latrell, is it specific left hand side players that you would look at? Uh, not really, Sats. I, I think the uh, Tom's ability to play because he hasn't been locked on a side. Mm. Um, you know, because he plays fullback, uh, he he can play left or right, and in in fact might be a bit better on the left. So it doesn't because Tom can do that, play left or right. You're not pigeonholed into picking one or the other, and just focusing on if you were trying to replace Latrell just with a left centre, you could play Tom on the left and all right, and go with the centre that you felt more comfortable with. Um, in, in doing the job. So, um, you know, that, that offers some flexibility. The fact that Tom can play left or right and he's comfortable either on either side. So you don't have to just look at, you know, so a, a left side centre because most of them are locked into one side and don't feel comfortable playing on the other side. There mm. is some that feel comfortable on either side. There's Stephen Crichton, um, plays left or right, but has been playing right this year. Uh, you know, played right wing last year. Um, so, so Tom's ability to play left and right leaves leaves the door open for just about anyone. Brandy, you're always giving with your time. You got some pretty good headaches coming forward, moving into Origin with so many good players um, on hand for the New South Wales Blues. Uh, Greg Alexander, thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Pleasure, boys. Good to talk. Welcome back to Sports Day with Badge and Sats. For Kia, the all-new Kia Sportage, drive car of the year. It's time for the last blast on Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Before we hot-foot it out of here and uh, let you go and enjoy your dinner, um, Novak Djokovic, Sats, searching for answers. He uh, he collapsed. Well, he didn't actually physically collapse. He just about <laughs> did. Ran out of gas. He got smashed uh, in the first round of the Monte Carlo Masters. Hasn't played a lot. Sort of, no. I suppose expected. I know he's been a seasoned veteran for a lot of years, but rookie or in the health and science industry? Uh, I was on the tennis tour as well for a while. Were oh, you really? ATP with uh, Bernard. Oh, you were oh, training. Playing. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So I was. Um, that would have been a hard gig. 
It's a lot tougher than people make out. It's no. not all pretty stuff and rainbows. No, and we mean, no, I mean talking about training. Get him to Benatomic. train. No, that's easy bit. Yeah, no, had a really good rapport with him and did everything I asked, asked of him, and we had some uh, good results and got him to number seventeen in the world. You must be a soft trainer if he did everything you asked. <laughs> that's the problem. But Novak hasn't played a lot of what? tennis over. <laughs> Yeah, through the COVID period, so you'd think second uh, tournament back. Yeah, absolutely ran out of gas, and uh, I I think he might have COVID, not know about it. What do you reckon? Again, oh, he hasn't had it. Oh, he had it, didn't he? Third yeah, time lucky right. for oh, him. He didn't have it. That it's second time. He, oh yeah, I had it. That's why I don't have to get vaccinated, knucklehead. Uh, <laughs> Paddy Mills and the Brooklyn Nets have uh, booked a spot in the NBA playoffs uh, by beating the Cleveland. Cavaliers uh, at home, so well done. They've uh, they've come good, haven't they? Paddy Mills has been a real star for I hope them. Paddy Mills can get through to the next Olympics. He'll be you know, age-wise, he'll be around Andrew Bogut when he was around the same age at that time when the Olympics came around. And yeah, he's even, outstanding. Even if he just plays a few minutes, just to to be able to work with Josh Giddy and those sort of players, the yeah, be outstanding. And um, we mentioned before Sam Kerr uh, scored a couple of goals for the Matildas beating New Zealand, but um, Mid- Matilda's midfielder, I think it's A.V. Lewick, raised over $35,000. She shaved her head. Um, her brother has uh, been uh, diagnosed with uh, brain cancer or brain tumours, so she's raising cash for that. So well done to her. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, really tough time. Right out Queensland's Premier Rugby League comp. We mentioned this before. The Host Plus Cup, it's back bigger and better than ever in 2022. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has just been crowned Drive Car of the Year. Catch you tomorrow night. Stuff for your face and body? It's men's skincare with a purpose. Top quality Aussie-made grooming and skincare to help guys look and feel great with no hassles. Plus, Stuff is helping mental health too. Find Stuff at Woolworths or visit websiteofstuff.com.